You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. And yeah, I'm not, but I'm an idiot. And w- nobody will disagree with that, will the listeners? And folks, welcome to Geekiest Show Ever, episode 167, and it's a math problem. 1 plus 6 equals 13. No, 1 plus 6 equals 7. So we're at. Oh, I thought of 167 was 169. And. Okay, we don't. Don't. No, no. Mental image. Bad. Go. Melon ball. I said 169. Hey, I said 169. And these guys go straight for the 69er. I mean, you know, who's the dirty one in the room? You. Not this one. (laughs) Not this one. I just put the seed in there. And let it grow and bloom. Oh, dear Lord. More mental images. Out. out. Oh, yeah. Give me that hammer. Out. Oh, anyway, folks, that is the mellifluous voice of Mr. Mark Greentree, who has so decided to honor us with his presence on the show tonight. How are you doing, Mark? Ah, pretty good, guys. I had a pretty decent week, pretty crappy day today, but you know what? Family stuff gets in the way of life sometimes, and you just... People are running late, and you were expecting them two hours ago. You've got a show to record. You've got work to get done, and they just dropped the ball. Thank you, people. Uh, So, yes. It's a geek problem, isn't it, where we we like to be on time to things, and and other people don't. I mean, you know, don't even get a phone call. Oh, sorry, we're running late. So chase them up. Okay, oh, we'll be there at 1 o'clock. No, we'll be there at one thirty. Well, a quarter to two comes around, and all of a sudden they rock up, and it's like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? This is like 45 minutes too late. Anyway, what what can you do? Uh, uh, those of us who have our crap together get annoyed by those who don't, so. Yeah. And that, folks, is the lovely tones, the dulcet tones of Mr. Mike McPeak. I'm being very musically oriented for somebody that's not very musically oriented today. Yeah, who has like five songs in his whole collection or something like that. Ten now, thank you very kindly. Oh, okay, you've doubled your uh, your collection now. So Yeah, I actually went on, I don't think I mentioned this, a few a couple of weeks ago I was I went on a, a buying spree of sorts in iTunes Music for me. I picked up a copy of uh, Crazy Train I, uh, Ozzy Osbourne, I, I like that uh, I picked up uh, three or four ACDC songs and uh, Black Sabbath Iron Man so I, I actually did add some music to it to, to my collection that'll probably cover me for oh two, three, four lifetimes Uh <laughs> But, uh, I, I mean, I do occasionally buy music. It's not that I don't ever. It's just, it's not as integrated into my life as as, as we know that it is a, a very large portion of uh, the uh, Australian uh, Australian contingent of the show. Uh, oh, yeah. And we know it's very important to Mr. McPeak, too, so. Yes, that's the soundtrack of my life. Absolutely. Every song tells a different story and brings up a different memory, and even some of them you listen and you go, oh, jeez, I don't want to remember that. But the song's so damn good. Actually, the uh, if I were going to play the soundtrack to my life, I think it would probably be that emergency tone, you know, just before they tell you the world's going to end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Some That's days when you my... know the shit hits the fan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, some days mine need to be the sound of silence or send in the clowns. Yeah, no, that, send in the clowns. Send, send in the clowns, yeah. Uh, yeah, considering where I work, yeah, probably the perfect song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, 
Well, we do. Unfortunately, I want to talk about something a little sad here at the beginning, folks. Uh, one of the one of our virtual friends, our online friends, and a fellow podcaster, uh, passed away very suddenly back on the, I believe it was the twelfth or the eleventh of this month. Bob DeGrand. Um, I knew him. He used to be in the Google Hangouts a lot that we used to participate in. Really nice guy. He did a couple shows. I know he had uh, his Dexter show. I guess was the biggest one of the ones he did. Yeah, one of the biggest. He also did uh, WWE. Um, I, I forget the name of that now. Apologies for that. But he he was a, a big wrestling fan, um, and he just it, it was a great podcast. Just an all round nice guy. He even appeared on NAMP uh, four or five times, and uh, really had great conversations. And it, it it's just sad to think that it it's been about eighteen months or so since he was on the the last episode and. It's so hard when you get such a, a large contingency of, of people that can be on the show. You tend to forget people if, if perhaps you're not communicating enough. And it's not that we had any disagreements or anything. We just didn't communicate enough. So I didn't get back on the show in, in recent times. And uh, now there's just no hope of that. And it, it is disappointing. It, it's, it saddens me because he was a hell of a nice guy, very knowledgeable. And um, he'll, he'll be sorely missed. Yeah, most definitely he will be. I know uh, I didn't know anything about it till we were talking in the chat room on Allison's show this past Sunday evening. Uh, that's when I found out, and I was like, "Wow!" And it was the whole chat room kind of paused for a second, you know, because mm-hmm. most of us in there knew him. So it was definitely a shock. And from what I know, it was a very sudden thing. It wasn't that he had any major illnesses that we know of. It was just a very sudden thing, which just goes to show you how precious life can be absolutely so but anyway um i um, just wanted to mention that you know everybody out there keep his family in in your good thoughts send them the positive all the positive energy or any type of thing that you think will help this family you know be with them and keep them in your thoughts and, and prayers if if you wish but uh, i did want to mention that but uh on to a little bit happier note we have some New technology that we've talked that we haven't talked about, and we have some even newer technology that Mr. McPeak acquired. I'm going to say, what did you say within the last two or three days or something? This afternoon. So I haven't had a, a lot of chance to play with it yet, but uh, I uh, um, I always go to Woot, which is my problem. Yeah. Um, and I see these things, and yeah, Kevin's just making rude gestures. Inappropriate anyway, gestures. There you go. Anyway, uh, so I went to Woot, and they had a sale on this, and uh, I've been eyeing it for a while. Uh, I kind of wanted a new camera, so I went out and got myself, I'll hold up so Mark can see it, a Samsung Galaxy camera. Ooh. Uh, yeah, and the nice thing is, oh, I should turn it on so maybe you can uh, see, it's got a uh, basically a little ta- uh, 4.8-inch tablet on the back that runs mm-hmm. Android. So uh, I've been installing apps on it. I was installing apps while we were waiting for you to show up. Um, and so I've been putting, on, uh, putting them on here. But uh, and I've got, I went out and bought a 64-gig uh, memory card to put in there. But, um, you know, I just I wanted a good camera. Well, okay, some would argue. Uh, and I, I had kind of mentioned that when uh, Kevin and I were st- uh, starting here. I have, it's sort of a complaint that 
it, it bothers me a little bit that some people will say, well, in order to be a real photographer, you have to go out and buy yourself, uh, you know, the body and the lens, and you got to do Photoshop, and you got to do all that stuff. And it, it, it that bugs me a little bit uh, because um, I I want to go out and take interesting pictures. I don't want to have to be you know, burdened with uh, uh, carrying all this stuff around and figuring out how to operate it and um, trying to get all the controls straight and everything, make it work. Um, I just want a camera that I can carry around that's uh, easy. Uh, nice thing is with it having a tablet on the back, um, I can do processing, photo processing on the camera if I want to. It's Wi-Fi connected, so I can, when I get near Wi-Fi, I can uh, upload my pictures. I can put them to Facebook. I can put them to Twitter. I don't have to be transferring them from one device to another. And the nice thing is it has a 21X uh, optical zoom on here, so I can Ooh. zoom in good. And it does have the manual controls on there if I want to, you know, mess with them. But, you know, a lot of times I find, unless I'm trying to go for a specific look, Sometimes you just put it on uh, automatic, or they got a lot of picture modes here that I haven't tried experimenting with. But a lot of those will do a pretty good job for you. You don't have to do a lot of messing around. I want to be able to get in, take a picture, um, and you know not have to worry too much about it. Um, I call, uh, you know, quick draw shooting or whatever. Just be able to pull out your camera, uh, point, click, and take the picture, and not have to. Like I say, I guess if I did it all the time, maybe I would get better at uh, setting the. Um, ISO and uh, all that other stuff on there, but it just I would rather not have to think about it and just be able to frame the picture and take it. No, I, and I understand that completely. That's where I've uh, gone back and forth with cameras, and personally right now, as far as a point-and-shoot type of camera or the one I take the most pictures with, it's my phone and my iPad, too, but I, I most of it I take with my phone. It's the best camera. It's the, as they say, it's the camera I always have with me. Now we do have um, that we my wife and I share a Kodak a point and shoot type camera that has like a a four X optical zoom. It doesn't have a not as nice an optical zoom as you obviously have on that one. Mm. Um, but I, I the general philosophy is I do I want to get in, take the picture, and get out. Um, I don't know enough yet. Maybe you know a few more years when I retire or something, I'll have time to dig into photography and. Because I do love beautiful pictures. I know I enjoy Bart uh, Bouchot's photography. If you haven't seen his, uh, go online, check it out. You can also, who's also a fellow podcaster here on the Stoplight Network. I know uh, Antonio Rosario, great photographer. John Braun, you know, there's plenty of our friends that are really good photographers. Uh, I would go, you know, check their feeds out. But And I know Steve Stanger just released a free book on iBooks. Uh, on on photography, I forgot what he called it. Now I can't remember off the top of my head. It's basically that, oh, because he he uh, had that podcast on uh, iPhone tog iPhoneography. There you go. That was a the, good show, though. It was. He hasn't. I mean, he has. He did about five or six episodes. Now this is a book he published in iBooks here, really recently. I can't remember how long ago. I saw him talking about it on Twitter. So. Uh, I think I'm going to have to uh, have to go download it and take a look at it. Well, it's free. It's it's the right price. It's, an, it's, it's, right. it's a no-brainer, but um, at the same time, I, I just believe after putting in all that work, you should charge something, Steve. That's all right. I'll just hit it. it, it, it he deserves it because he pumps out good good content, good material. I mean, it, it, if someone pumps out good content, good material in whatever form, I don't mind paying for that. But, you know, if it's just... 
average content and it's like nope but knowing him it would be top tier content and yeah. uh, I'm just trying to look up what what's the name so that we can actually put it into the show notes and uh, yeah I'll, uh, I'll I'll definitely put a link to it in the show notes um, but yeah I, you know Steve's very much he's he's uh, you know talked to me a couple times I've been on uh, uh, Google Hangouts with him and I actually got a couple of his pictures that I need to okay that's definitely not his one <laughs> naked, naked eggs and flying potatoes. No, oh, that's no. an enhanced book. <laughs> no. Oh boy, uh, better go. I better go to iBooks because I, I did actually see it. It come up on the social networks and so forth. So um, yeah, and I've got let, a couple let, prints of his. Find it. I've got a couple prints of some pictures he took. One thing I like about Steve and Mike, this is something that would be good for you and I, of course. At our age, not trying to play the old man card here, he takes some interesting perspective shots the ones that I have of his that are really cool. He got down like on a railroad track and laid almost like parallel with the rail and took the shot looking up the rail. And it was the, and it was right near where there was a, uh, uh, a switch in the tracks. And it's really cool. Plus the rails are kind of rusty and the colors and stuff that played into it. It's really pretty neat. He published it and I asked him for prints of the pictures and he was kind enough to send them to me. Um, so it is, it's super cool. Well, and the kind of things I like to do is, uh, kind of the artsy, uh, pictures. Um, uh, I like to take pictures and then put text to them. Little, uh, little poems. Also, like Penthouse Magazine. You, you buy it for the stories, but, you know, the pictures go sure. with the stories. There you go. <laughs> I just posted a link in Twitter there to my uh, Flickr page where I've got a lot of these that I've created. You know, some of them are kind of like, uh, you know, they're, I won't quite call them poetry, but they're uh, cards I've made up for, um, you know, different people and have handed out and I've just put a bunch of them on there. Um, you know, let's see. Uh, here's one uh, I made for a um, music teacher when she uh, uh, moved on to another uh uh, job. So I took it, went in the music room, took a picture of the piano and with a trumpet on top and some uh, the school banner in back there. And then the, the verse I wrote was um, Sweet and Sad is the Song of Life from the clashing of the cymbals that heralds our arrival to the last pluck of the harp. Uh, we are but instruments in God's orchestra. The notes we make mix and mingle with those of the ones around us to make the symphony that causes the angels to dance. Wow, dude, I'm impressed. <laughs> Seriously, I am. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing that, uh, like I say, and it's a kind of a nice uh, sepa picture. That, I mean, it, you know, if you want to throw that one into the uh, uh, show notes too for people to look at, I just uh, there's about uh, oh six, about ten photos there of those that I've done. Um, and like I say, just for special occasions or something like that. Some of them are better than others. Some are, oh, you know, things I had thought about, but. Uh, um, yeah, like I say, just kind of, it's an artistic thing for me. And that's what I want to do is just be able to, you know, I, I get it that when they get the, uh, you, you get the good camera to take the good photos. But for me, that would be more of a compromise and not necessarily in a good way. Uh, I just like the, uh, uh, 
something, and this one's small enough, I'll have to see if I can find a, a case, but I just like to wear it on my belt. Uh, so if we're out somewhere like on vacation, I don't have to be that guy carrying around the big you know, camera and you got the big camera bag there getting in the way. It's just uh, something, uh, if I can find a nice little uh, saddle bag and clip it on my belt and be able to unzip it and pull it out anytime I want to take a picture and just, like I say. Unzip, pull it out. Oh, Mike. <laughs> and there he goes again, folks. He accuses us. <laughs> yes. And off he went into the wild never beyonder or whatever there. Oh, come on. The listeners were listening and thinking the same thing. Um, well, maybe, but I just don't. Anyway, sorry, Mike. I, I no, don't okay. Yeah, you, you you took that left turn again. So grabbing the steering wheel and turning it back. Oh, no. But, you know, that's the kind of photography that I like. And it's just, you know, the interesting stuff. So bad, bad mark, bad mark. Um, bad mark. Get a hold of your rudder and go in the right direction. Ooh, ooh. Um, Guys, I, I did find out um, it's called Coffee and Photography. This is Steve's um, free photography book. And um, it's based on a photo exhibition that he did um, with his photographs. But it's not on the iBook store. It's on his um, website on oh, uh, Steve, com. And if it is on iBook store, then it's not available to Australia. It might be available in the US only. It just depends whether or not he made it worldwide or not um but certainly you can just download it straight off uh off his website so yeah. very cool well we'll put i'll definitely put a link to that in the show notes so people can find it um and i'll see if i can find it in ibooks it possibly is and just not available in Australia, or it may just be biased against you i'm not really sure which it is but <laughs> probably i you know he might have your ip blocked i don't i you know i don't know <laughs> yeah most probably yeah that, that's probably but no Mike I liked it and I like the idea of the fact that you can load apps and stuff on it that's the coolest yeah. I mean how many cameras do you really just oh let me go into the app store for the camera right I mean, and the nice thing is if I can do a lot of the processing on there it's got like say a 4.0 inch screen the my iPad would probably be a little better in size but I'll have to see what I can do um, and I would I, I kind of like the idea of the mo- mobile photography thing that you can do it on a device and I'll have to see you know even if I can I'll have to figure out a way if uh, well there's one way I can do it I do have my uh, um, Rav Power battery device that has an SD card built into it that sets up its own little Wi-Fi space, so I could copy it from the camera onto there, and then I take it, uh, get it from the there with my iPad if I want to. Um, but you know, and I just I did, uh, uh, like I said, I'm still finding all the apps, uh, the camera apps in the Google Store because there's like a ton of crap in there. Uh, I did download one Sketch Guru. Uh, that will take a picture and make it look like a sketch, and oh, I you know, love nice, those. yeah, I, I I like a good kind of sketch like picture, and you know, Instagram does have, and I know people kind of deride the uh, uh, Instagram filters and such there, but you know, if you're going for a look, I don't have a you know a problem with it. Um, you know, it, it, I don't. You know, it's the same the people that mock somebody taking pictures with an iPad. Um, I don't see anything wrong with it. it. It may look a little weird, but you know what? you got a heck of a viewfinder there in front of you, uh, so you should be able to see your shot. That's the one thing that's always kind of bothered me. That's why I do like this one. My last camera had a two-inch screen on it, which it'll show you what you're shooting. You can frame a shot with it, but I would like to get a little bit more detail out of it if I could. Yeah. Um and, you know, uh, and sometimes I'm just looking for, uh, um, you know, just an interesting picture. 
Um, I was going to put one in here uh, if I can bring it up. Um, I guess it's in my photo stream, but it was one that I just took sitting in Walmart with my uh, my iPhone, and I just took a picture of the tables were all lined up in a nice little row, and the chairs there, and the chairs had different colored cushions. So I took it, put it in Instagram, did kind of a um, I don't remember all the names. I about put a little uh, uh, fuzzy. Uh, let's see. Here. I'll try and drop this in the uh, chat while we're talking. But a little, uh, you know, out of focus around the edges there and uh, uh, highlighted a few things. Uh, let's see, paste. Okay. Um, and just that, you know, it's kind of an artsy shot. It was just in Walmart there. Um, but it just was something that struck my fancy. And um, and then my sister saw it when I posted yes. it to Facebook and went, Ooh. Really? I said, yeah, because like I say, there's just something about the symmetry of it. You know, you're kind of getting it off uh, uh, angle there a little bit. And uh, like I say, that's just, it's just those everyday kind of pictures that uh, um, I find interesting. I've taken one time, I just, uh, sometimes I set challenges for myself. And I went up to the school and was, and just, what can I find? And I went into the uh, the egg shop there, and the, the uh, egg teacher has this uh, uh been a uh, tray of drill bits. I just took a close-up picture of that because uh, they were all just kind of askew in there. And I, again, did it in kind of a sepa color. And it's just the shapes and the textures and that kind of stuff. It, you know, you know, people ask me, what does it mean? And I don't know, but it looks cool. <laughs> it, it, it's all in the eye of the, as they, yeah. the old thing. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder and and, you know, whatever you find interesting, there's bound to be somebody else out there that would find it interesting. You made me think of two things as far as geekery to go with your, your new thing. It'll cross over one gap. As far as a case for it, whenever I can't find the right kind of case, a lot of times I hit up Incase, I-N-C-A-S-E, and they usually have some sort of case that even if it's not made for the device that I have, it works for the device I have very well, as a matter of fact. So check them out. Um... And the other thing I was going to say, you were talking about sharing the stuff and being able to, you know, whether you're using it on your iPad or whether you're editing it directly on the camera, the new thumb drives, ah, thumb drives, <laughs> um, they have the Wi-Fi enabled thumb drives now that yep. they that work similar to my uh, 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 Mobileite, uh, Kingston Mobileite thing that I use for traveling for the kids to stream video from. And you can just upload the photos wirelessly from your camera to it, and then they're available for your iPad, your Mac, your PC. Your well, that's what that's what that battery pack is. That Rab Power that I have right. that it'll set up a Wi-Fi thing there too. So, uh, but this is the, the size of a thumb drive, a regular thumb drive. Okay. Well, and I always carry that Rab Power in my little tool pouch. That I got my phone in there, so I always have it with me. So that's not a wouldn't be a problem either. But yeah, even a good little thumb drive like that, you could load them onto and then transfer them over to the uh, uh, computer when you're ready. What was the name of that? You said. In case or in case? In case. I N C A S E. Dot com or because I, I went to a financial site. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just, it probably just is. in case. Yeah, just. In, <laughs> I get oh. it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> a pun. <laughs> okay, courtesy laugh. Ha. Okay. Uh, uh, no, wait a minute. Golf I, clap. Very good. <laughs> you know what? What I do like about Mike's new camera is the ability to do some post-processing on the screen. That's there. I think that's really the key to where the future of digital cameras need to go. Because Kevin, as you said, you use your iPhone for most of your photographs. So do I. It's always there with you. 
But if you can have a, a camera that doesn't just require you to tuck that SD card, put it in your computer or connect it to your computer to then load it all into Wi-Fi, that's a multi-step process. Sometimes you just want to take a quick shot like Mike may be somewhere. Um, you know, for instance, he was at the shops and table and chairs and, and be able to take it there, manipulate it in, in some basic apps and then upload it to social networking and then forget about it or even possibly delete it. It may not be right. one that you'd want to keep forever either. It's just like, oh, look, I found this silly sign or something. Check it out. Take the picture, yep. do a little modification or something, and then send it and then delete it straight away. So it, it's kind of cool. And I think the best thing that you've got there is you've got much more functionality than you get in with an iPhone or an Android phone. Yep. Um, even if you look at the Nokia's with the 42 megapixels where, um, you know, it sort of just zooms into it. It's not optical zoom by any stretch, but that optical zoom, you're going to just absolutely adore that because digital zoom, even like on, on the iPhone, digital zoom four times is Sucks. so shocking that it, it just it's a pixelated mess. It, yeah. Honestly, it's like really do we even need it? No. Just just go with okay, you, you know, it's like the old film point and shoots where it was just one focal point and that's it and and you just took the picture, you couldn't change it and it worked. Um Yeah, the, so I I think it's a cool buy. Yeah, and you know the thing is uh uh, sometimes I've been asked to do uh, the uh, photography for the uh, relay for li- uh, relay for life cancer um, activity that they have in town here uh, because basically uh, I'm cheap and my well I'm free and uh, my pictures uh, don't suck you know uh, they think they're good enough and so but you know the nice thing is sometimes you have uh, time when you're just sitting there. Uh, so I'd like to be able you know whether if uh, it's got a, a photo gallery on here that you can bring them up. And do a little triaging or barding uh, before, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, you got to bark your photos. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, go through and get rid of the crappy ones. And so you can do that before you get home um, and just, um, you know, get rid of some of the crap so you don't have to load them all onto the uh, computer to deal with everything. So to be able to do that and, you know, oh, that one's out of focus. Because, you know, I used a shotgun approach when I'm taking pictures there. Just, you know, take lots of pictures, uh, you know, try to be in the moment, just go from here to here to there and try to get as many as you can. And then you go back and look, oh, that one's out of focus. That one's not quite right, you know, uh, and just, you know, get rid of a bunch of them there. And uh, uh, that would be nice to be able to uh, do it before you get home and just kind of decide, uh, you know, what's good. And if, if you got some downtime, you could process a few and, you know, maybe tweak them a little bit. I don't like to tweak them too much because then I end up with Franken picks. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I over tweak is what my problem is. I'll, yes. I'll, I'll get to a point and then I cross way over. Yep. I, go, I, I go, I, I, I Sheldonize the hell out of a photo <laughs> and it just, just screws it up royally. Yeah. Then people go, what the hell? So yeah. Yeah. And I'm better off. That's why I like to keep it simple. I don't want to do Photoshop because, uh, I can sit there and I do have a few apps on the computer for, um, uh, doing photos i got um pixelator pixelmator pixelmator yeah um, probably the best app you can get for the price it, yes. it's yeah. incredible and for the average person it it works well i mean you don't need photoshop unless you're doing no. it as a career um or unless you're 
in arts and and doing artwork kind of stuff as well. You just you don't need it. It's it's too powerful well, for the average consumer. Yeah, I uh, I quit using. I never had. I had Photoshop Elements, uh, and I I find one up. Frankly, when I picked up Pixelmator at one point, I said, you know, I caught it on sale for like nineteen ninety five. I said, why the hell would I ever go back to that? And right. of course, and from what I've seen, the, the app on the iPad itself now is unfrickin' believable. Mm-hmm. Well, I picked up uh, uh, Pixelmator. Um, they asked me to take a photo of the senior class um, uh, for their, um, oh, just a class picture for their graduation or something. And one of the people wasn't there. So we had everyone line up. We left the space. And then uh, we took another one. Two people weren't going to be there at the same time. So basically we had them line up. And then I took Pixelmator and cut and pasted and put them in there. And, you know, you, uh, I'm not going to say it was a perfect job, but it was pretty good. You'd have to get in there and zoom in pretty close to see that things look a little odd in that picture. But you'd have to get in there pretty close. And, you know, uh, I, I bought it to use it for that and uh, use it for a few other things. Um, but, you know, it is kind of good to do that. But, you know, pr- I prefer to kind of... Uh, edit on the camera. I mean, even you know, not with this camera, but just frame it and try to get it mm-hmm. right before you shoot, if possible. Um, yeah. And just avoid a lot of the post processing stuff because I will just oh, like maybe a little here, a little there, and you know, like I say, then it's just it, it turns into a bastardized version of what you started with. So, well, yeah, you don't. Ever get there that. is non-destructive editing in all the apps now, so you can kind of keep reverting back, which is good, but still. Um, yeah, it's just easier to do the best you can first time around when you actually shoot it. I mean, you don't need to fix it. Pretend it's the way I do it is I pretend it's film. And um, back in the film days when I was working as a photographer's assistant, we used to say, well, every roll of film will be lucky if we get one good shot that we can actually use. And wow. so that that's the way we looked at it. We aimed for that one perfect shot out of every roll of, of 24 exposures. We didn't use 36, we just went with 24. And um, that, that worked because it made you try a couple of things but also not go chaotic. And I think sometimes with digital photography, we can take too many of the same pick. I, I know, for instance, with the kids, now that the iPhone's got the burst um, capture, I'll just hold it down and I'll, I'll, I'll have 30 pictures. And it's like... Are basically the same thing, and then trying to cycle through them and decide which one out of the 30 I want, it's like, okay, well, five look really great, but I don't want five, I want one. So sometimes it's better just to go for that one, but when it comes down to iPhoneography, burst mode is brilliant for dealing with kids because oh, yeah. they, they move and the iPhone is not quick enough to capture. But in burst yeah. mode, it just leaves it open and just keeps capturing. So... Um, that I've got to say is is a great feature. It's just a pain to to work with and and then to get rid of when you're done and all that kind of stuff. And this one has uh, features built in, and I don't know if I'll necessarily use uh, uh, them, and I'll have to see how it works. But it'll give you it'll do the burst mode, but then it'll give you. I think uh, if I remember watching the promo thing correctly, you could pitch uh, pick out. Which uh, which ones have the best face in it, and I think it'll kind of rearrange the faces. 
you know, or put the best faces on there so you end up with the best photo possible because you <laughs> might have one where somebody's blinking but the other person yeah. looks good. And, you know, supposedly, uh, you know, it's supposed to be able to take that and put the best faces together in one picture. Yeah. That would be I, interesting. I've seen yeah. that. I didn't realize that was what that was. I remember seeing it on an ad or someplace like that where it showed, like, you were trying to take – Five or six shots. You were, you had like three. Or, let's say you had three or four people in the shot, and you were taking it. And you know you got a dozen shots. Well, you know, in, in this one, the your daughter's poking your son, or you know, or you know, somebody passed gas or something like that, and everybody's making a face except for the person that did it, who's grinning, you know, from <laughs> ear to ear. So you know, you you pick those best faces as long as they don't move much. And the software is pretty much intelligent enough to put it together and give you a decent-looking group shot that looks like it was all done at one time, you know, did just one mm. picture. So. Yeah, it's, like, it's interesting. It's it's cool that technology has come along that it can automatically do that. I mean, for years, ever since the inception of Photoshop, you could take two images and, and change heads around and faces around and modify it to, to fix that problem. But I, I honestly didn't even know that was possible in the camera. I just... That that's incredible. So, you've got you've got to give it a try, Mike, and and let us yeah. know next week how that goes because that that's a game changer. I mean, we yeah. all know how hard it is to get a group of people, two or more, doing mm. something normal. So, um, pretty and, cool. The, uh, just one other question with the camera you've got because I know the iPhone does it. Um, can you record video and take still photos at the same time? Ooh, that one I don't know about. I'll have to look because I've never really done the video thing too much. Well, except mm-hmm. accidentally. But um, uh, oh dear, we don't we don't want to go down there. Well, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm just trying to take a picture with the iPhone, and I flip it. You know, you slide your finger across the screen, and it flips the oh, video okay. mode. No, no, mm-hmm. nothing. Oh, know, yeah, no. that's annoying. That yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh no, no. Don't worry. There's no down the pants shots or anything like that. <laughs> oh, so. I didn't want to say that. Thank you. <laughs> okay, there you go. No, no. You just insinuated it, Kevin. Well, let me. Eric, so it'll take it'll take video though, right? The, yep, cam- yep. the camera will take video. Yep. There are apps out there now. I know in iOS, and I'm 99% sure in Android too, that are smart enough that you can go in, and it will take a still picture from the video. But the video is in lower res. That's, that's the big problem, Kevin. So, well, yeah, so but for I instance, mean. The, Oh, yeah, yeah I, I I understand where you're going. You, you can still grab a picture, but a picture off video, even at 1080p, is not going to be the same as, say, uh, an 8-megapixel still image yeah. that the iPhone captures. So that's the, the big disappointment is that you get a lower quality. And that's still the disappointment with the iPhone. I'm not sure if it's with the new 6 and 6 Plus models, but with the 5S, if you shoot video and take stills at the same time, you're only getting stills of the video, which is okay. It, it, like I'm trying to take pictures of the kids while they're, you know, in a performance at school, for instance. But so they're not really going to be blown up and put on the the wall kind of thing. But it would be nice if if that could get better over time, and I'm sure it will as technology keeps improving. But I think they'd need two sensors to be able to capture the, them um, at their independent resolutions um, yeah. to get by that. I don't think it could be a, a software thing because if, if you were recording 8 megapixel um, video, video, 
my god your iphone would just fall over in a heap and go yeah dream on yeah Um, i mean that's that that's 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 a little bit i no, really what i i guess what i'm saying with that software is it's designed for i'm taking a video crap i wish i was getting a a still of it right now so Mm -hmm. it's one of those things and it but um i do like i take a lot of video i like having the video i like to hear the the expressions and the 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 mood at the moment um you know, even the videos that I take, and Mike, don't shoot me when it's snowing, and it's very peaceful <laughs> and quiet, and you can literally, and, and I know Mike knows this because he's been around it enough, you can almost right. just hear the snow falling, but it's very quiet and peaceful. It's, the whole outside just seems to, nature just seems to take a pause and, and get really quiet, um, and I like to do that too. And then there, from those, I can pull some decent still pictures that I would be, you know, not a, not afraid to use, but you are correct, Mark. It, it is lower resolution, so... But, you know, it, it's, it's, it's amazing we can do it. It's the both worlds, because you, sometimes you do want video, because it will show it off better, but sometimes you go, oh, that was cute, I actually want to still. So it is the best of both worlds, and we've just got to suck it up for this point in time, and I'm, I'm sure it'll change as time goes on. It's a terrible first world problem. <laughs> it is, but, you know... We're 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 first world problem solvers or problem causers. Problem. I I I I thought we were the problem creators. We might just be the first world problems. <laughs> we just have problems. Just... Yeah, we, we have some problems. Yes, we are the problem trio. <laughs> A menage <laughs> of problems. Right. Mm. <laughs> that works. Okay. okay. All right. So if we're good with it. That's fine. But no, I, I'll be interested. I, one last question: uh, Can you give us an idea of the rough retail price of the camera? Well, this one I got uh, through Woot. It was a reconditioned one, um, and so it was. And I don't know how many they have on sale. They may have been closing them out, but it was uh, when I bought it one hundred eighty nine dollars, um, which bad. I thought no, it was. I mean, uh, a brand new. I think if you were to buy it, it would be. Uh, Oh, around the two hundred and fifty dollar mark, uh, I think somewhere in there. I got a. I'm looking at a page here, and it's in pounds, and it says three ninety nine. So I don't know. Do hey, the Mike, math. What's the, what's the model number? And I have a look on the Australian store and see what I can find. Uh, let's see here. It's a. Um, doesn't say on the camera. Um, it's well, this, an, this is really new, listeners. He's still got the box with the packing materials in it. Well, it's just, <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's just, like I said, I got it this afternoon, I ripped it open. It's an EKGC110. I think it'll get you... God, I, 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 I love their... Catchy yeah. game. Their, um, yeah, it just rolls off the tongue. It's so mellifluous. It's, it's mellifluous okay, all over Okay, we don't have it in Australia for some reason. Well, we don't have it at one store. Let me check another store. Well, uh, I, I, it sounds pretty cool. You know, one thing I did notice that, uh, you know, you're running a, a, a screen there and you're doing lots of things. The battery does go down pretty uh, quick because I b- was using it for, oh, about an hour or so before I called, uh, before, you, you know, we started this call. And it went from 100 down to 47%, but I was running the screen a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So that will, you know, you know, chew up your battery a little bit. And I should look at... Um, 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 Seeing it, it's got replaceable batteries, so I should see if I can get uh, a second battery and just keep charged up it and keep on hand. It's a lithium ion. Is it a, 
Okay, I should say, is it a standard battery or a, or a quote-unquote proprietary type of battery? Pro- proprietary, so yeah, okay. I would have to get that. But um, that's not terrible. I mean, uh, I did the last camera I bought was my Kodak, um, and that one I bought because it did have standard batteries, but at some point you kind of go, you know, you know, it, it is nice just to be able to run into a store and buy batteries and slap into it if your batteries do start to go down. But you know, I'd like I, to have both. That, that's what I'd right. like. Like I remember back in the the years. Again, this is going back to film. But when I was using Nikon cameras, um, like the Nikon N90 and, and so forth, you could get the battery pack that was rechargeable, or you could just put AA batteries in. And that was really useful because when you're out on location, the last thing you want to do is be going, oh, geez, the charge didn't work properly or I forgot to charge them. So it, it is handy to have that. I don't like proprietary batteries very much um, that are sort of user replaceable. I mean, in iPhone that we've got to put up with it, we're stuck. But if I look at Sony, Sony's the kin of making things proprietary to their brand and, and every single device had a different battery created for it and it's like oh really guys just make it universal it'd be so much easier yeah that was one reason i like the uh flip hd camera uh video camera that i bought and i still use to this day because it had either the rechargeable battery that came with it or you could always just pull the cover off and stick a couple uh regular double a batteries in it and 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 you know they they didn't last as long as the rechargeables did but Hey, it got you through. True, and to this thing, uh, to this camera's credit, they do have the built-in charging port, and it is a micro. Yeah, I think it's the micro USB. So at least it's not a proprietary plug. So um, mm-hmm. you, I because I got lots of those around here. I even have I bought uh, a, a cable that has a lightning port, a micro USB port, and the thirty-pin iPod because I still have my old iPod around you. And it's got those three connectors built into it, so I can take one cable with me and charge up, uh, I think, probably everything I have. So. Well, that's definitely a cool piece of uh, machine or kit or whatever you want to call it. I'd be interested to hear and see what you do with it. Well, yeah, and yeah I, I want to see know, some pics from it when you get a chance too, Mike. Oh, gee, now the pressure's on. But I did buy it <laughs> because... I, I've kind of let the photography thing just kind of go. It's one of those things I kind of have to be in the right mood. And basically for the last few years, I just haven't been in that mood. And I figured, you know, um, let's just say things have changed, you know, at work. It's because that was one of the things that kind of just, you know, drove my attitude. But things are better. And now I think if I get a camera and uh, and kind of force myself to get back into it, uh, because I did find it, uh, you know, fun and um and maybe it'll get me to get out and ride my bike a little bit more because I would strap my camera on my side and just go out and, and just try to find something to take a picture of and, um, you know, just find something uh, different and interesting. Uh, out there. I have, we're out here in the uh, wide open plains, so I have a lot of sunset pictures. Um, after a while, those can get a little, you know, monotonous. But um, there's plenty of things to shoot out here, so um, I just need to force myself and like i said i bought this and i have no reason i have to go out there and do it so yeah no that, it's true i mean i've heard uh somebody we all know and i think the friend of ours, victor kahiao uh used to do the typical mac user and he and uh uh oh, crap now i'm forgetting his name 
the security guy. Oh, uh, Starcher, George yeah, Starcher. Yeah, Starcher has started up a new podcast. And uh, but Victor, you know, that's one of the big things he said. It was nice to get out, walk around, and take the pictures and stuff. Uh, of course, he lives in California, so the weather's more amenable to it year round. If if you don't like the cold weather, but I think you can take some beautiful pictures any time of year. You know, oh yeah, winter or summer. And, uh, you know, Victor, uh, I think, if I understand correctly, uh, he has some relatives in North Dakota. So he's been up there and taken some pictures. I saw him post them last year, and I'm going, crap, he's that close. And, but I didn't have an opportunity to get away. But Because uh, it would be cool to kind of meet him in person. Uh, it would be cool to meet a lot of people in person sometime. So. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of which, um, for those that don't already know it, uh, Barry uh, Falk, our uh, is putting together a barbecue for since there's no Macworld this year. He's invited and he's advertised it on a couple podcasts uh, to come up for a barbecue on June 20th. Uh, Barry lives outside of Chicago, Illinois. So uh, for anybody that's interested, you might want to talk to get, uh, Barry. I am going to try to make it there. I am well. going to. If you try and make it, I'll have to start working on my wife. She doesn't like big cities, but I may have to work on her and see if we can. You're you're planning on being there. Allison's planning on being there. I can't remember if Julie was going to try and make it. Um, Julie, I think uh, Kershaw's going to be shamed into it. Oh, she's only she's closer than I am. She's about five hours away. I think I figured it's about a ten hour drive for me. It's about that for me too. So yeah. So you know, and I, you know, MacWorld. I don't know if I was ever going to make that work because that's about uh, would have been about this time of year and uh, in school with activities and everything else. No way I could have made that work and airfare and everything else. But Chicago, it's Midwest. That's that's doable. So I'm going to have to. To, like say do a little um, you know uh, wife m- manipulation here or something oh honey uh, you know or something yeah I don't I think if I go it'll either be me by myself or uh, one of my oldest wants to go with me because uh, she's fascinated by the idea of going up to a big city so we'll see I'm, I'm it's the 20th of June this year 2015 um, I've cleared one hurdle in the process. It's not definitely said I'm going to be there, but I've cleared one hurdle, and uh, I'm going to work on clearing the remaining hurdles. The bad part is it's around a couple other important family dates that i got to kind of get a pass on so I can do it. But I'm planning on taking uh, a couple days before and a couple days after to to do the driving because I'm not going to push myself. And I might stop in Canton, Ohio on the way back because the, the NFL Football Hall of Fame is there. Uh, and things like that. So we'll see. I don't know. Maybe the family will go with me. Maybe they won't. TBD, I guess. But uh, that's my plan. Is, uh, so, But anybody on the Mac community or anybody that's around there, you know, if you want to go try, uh, if you're interested, let me know, and I'll figure I'll get you the link for uh, uh, to sign up to go to the barbecue. So that it, it should be fun. And if you come, Mike, you got to bring your camera. Oh, yeah, I will. Definitely. I think Mark should be incriminating shots of Kevin. I think Mark sure. should drive up for it. <laughs> yeah. You do realize Australia is an island, or is that the point? Well, that's the point. I, just, I wanted to see him I try get to, to drive. The top of, yeah, I get to the top of the country and then go, ah, shit. <laughs> well, see, I, I always suggested to the people, you know, especially the ones I didn't like it, they would ask, where, where could I go on vacation? I would say, well, you could always take a bus tour to Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Now, Mark, you do realize that's an island too, right, Mark? Yes, I okay. do. Okay. I didn't know. If I you get had... the cute. No, I get no. We we get the the Cuba jokes down here as well. Okay. Right. I need a rim shot machine here. But don't bump. Yes, <laughs> very, very much so. Uh, but anyway, so well, that's good, Mike. We'll all be looking forward to hearing how you make out with your uh, new toy there. Yeah, and I understand you got a new toy for. Uh, was it for Christmas? Yes, I did. I actually got an iPad Air two. And it's as slick as hot snot on a doorknob. I'm telling you. <laughs> Pardon me while I sit here and drool and then throw up thinking I, about I, hot I'm snot. Just, I'm trying to think what hot snot would be like on a doorknob. It's very it would, slick. It would be something I'd have and to you clean know up this definitely. How? Uh, <laughs> I sneezed on a hot doorknob. <laughs> okay, bad imagery here. Yeah, bad imagery. Anyway. No, uh, my lovely wife was kind enough. I put it on my Christmas list as more of a, you know, fantasy type of gift. And I go to open it up, and uh, it was the last thing I opened that she'd given me. And I went, holy crap. Uh, it's not the t- it's, it's a Wi-Fi only, which is fine by me. I don't need another cell bill to pay. <laughs> um, but it's a 64 gigabyte, which is just um, cool as hell. And... Uh, I've been playing around with it, and frankly, what it has done, one thing I will say it's done, I'm using my iMac, not a lot less, but I am using it less now, uh, because what I'll do is I'll sit in the recliner and put my feet up, and the stuff where I'd normally be sitting at my desk and talking to the family over my shoulder as I'm doing stuff, nope, I'm sitting in my chair, my feet up, um, I'm texting with you guys, or uh, tweeting, or... I'm watching, streaming some content or something like that. It's just, it's amazing. The thing is so fast and so light. It's just unbelievable. I, I, I was totally, I was not prepared for the jump. Now, I have an iPad 4th gen, but that's primarily for work, and I kept it focused for work only um, because I needed it for that. Uh, and that's a, that was a bare minimum, 16 gig, blah, blah. You know, it's a bare minimum. Uh, and then the other one that I used for all the fun stuff that I do was I still had my original first-gen iPad uh, from 2010, uh, which I still have, and it's still in use here in the house. But this thing, uh, the new iPad Air 2, I mean, it's it's amazing. I've been reading more. I've been doing more reading on it. I'm switch, you know, I can flip back and forth between my Kindle and it. Um, it's it's just it's an awesome device. I mean, I've been. I put, uh, it came with all the new free apps that you can get because it's a new iOS device. You get, not that I use pages and stuff that much, but you can get all that for pages, numbers, and Keynote for free. I did the other day. Uh, I finally bought Twisted Wave, the one I used to edit the show in. I bought Twisted Wave for the iPad, and I'm playing around with, uh, I still need to get onto it, but... I put the show up in Dropbox. I can edit it and do stuff to it there. You know, if I have, like, at lunchtime at work, if I want to sit there and do some edits, I can do it, you know, right there. And, Kevin, and let me ask up. you, how, how fast does it come in from Dropbox? Because that was one thing that I used to uh, struggle with with Twisted Wave. As good as Twisted Wave is, the link, when, when it would come in, it would seem to just take forever to open up the show before you could actually get any editing done. Is it much quicker or it still um, takes a while to do that 
I like obviously it's got to download the yeah. entire show in the background. I I get that, but then to even import it into the timeline, it used to take a long time. It's it's I mean yeah, it's not instant. It it does have to download, you know, ten twenty seconds. Mm-hmm. Which I find more than acceptable. While I you know because you can That's see stressful. it, you can see it doing something. So. I just need to figure out the whole interface with it. I, you know, I've only tried it twice. I did manage to take the show, and so I don't make that mistake again. The, the first edit I do, folks, just so that you know, is after I botched it the one time. The very first edit I do is compress it right to mono. Before I do anything else, I chop off the bullshit at the beginning and the bullshit at the end. I always first thing I do is really because every time I get the show to post, that bullshit's still there. No, no. This is the other bullshit. Oh, oh, the the, the censored stuff, not the uh, not the hugging the sheep. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's more censored stuff. The not fit for any kind of consumption other than the three of us weirdos. Oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. And then what I bought to put it in. I mean, the thing was so light, I was afraid it was going to float away. Um, what I did, bought to put float it away. in. Uh, really, float away. It's an iPad Air. So, so you know what they say. Remove your hands and let's see how it floats. It did. It took ten minutes to hit the floor. You know what they say, don't you? Piece of paper wouldn't take that long, Kevin. Gravity's too strong. Uh, (laughs) Well, you know, but it keeps our toilet spinning. Never mind. (laughs) Right. You know, spin in direction. You guys are backwards. To air is human, you know. Yeah. That's true. But uh, I bought the, uh, my wife was after me after I got it. She said, well, I didn't get you a case. And I said, that's all right. But then for the first few days I had it, I wouldn't take the plastic off of it. I just, I oh. kept it in the plastic until I got my case for it. And I actually got the uh, Apple, not the smart cover, but the smart, because I had the smart cover for my iPad Air 4th Gen, and that or iPad 4th Gen, and that was a huge mistake. I hated that damn thing. But this leather smart case that I bought. Uh, that's nice. I really like that. It added almost no bulk to the thing at all. Um, and that's what I like in a case. I don't want a lot of extra bulk or, or anything like that. So, uh, And I'm going to play around. I, I, I mentioned that the uh, Pixel Mator for the iPad, uh, as I start to take more photographs, uh, I'm looking forward to you know taking them, editing them, and maybe I'll actually post a few photographs that I take occasionally. I won't be near the uh, photog that uh, Mr. McPeak's probably going to become, mm. but um, maybe I'll take pictures of Mike taking pictures. Now we're just we're reaching an inception moment here. We're going to just start a loop here, a do loop that won't end. Yes, this could be bad. Yes. But uh, no, it's a, it's an awesome device. Uh, you know, it's like they say, it's so thin and it's light. Uh, I mean, I said my kids weren't prepared for it, and I let them. I said, "All right, here's Dad's original iPad, which they've used from time to time." And I said, "Now here's the new one." They were like, "Wow!" Because <laughs> my daughter has a iPad Mini, the original Gen iPad Mini, and he, you know this thing is right on par with the weight of that. I mean, wow. It, that's that's the the huge difference, and I was like, and and for being fast, I mean, for doing other things that I do, it has a much better Wi-Fi antenna because they're part of my house that doesn't have real good Wi-Fi coverage, and the old iPad would struggle occasionally when I'd get into that part of the house if I was using it. This thing doesn't 
burp a bit. It just keeps on rolling and rocking. And it's yeah, I'm pretty far from my uh, uh, airport extreme when I do it. And, uh, which is, you know, that, but now I don't know that I'm going to buy the airport express. I'd talked about getting <laughs> to extend the Wi-Fi signal upstairs better. So I don't know, but I, you know, it's just fast. All the stuff I've done with it. I've, uh, when I've played games and I don't close apps anymore, like I was doing on my first gen iPad, I just, you know, flip between them, call up the next app and just keep on going. And it doesn't reload. It, it does it so fast. I can't tell it's doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nice. it's just that that A8 processor is amazing in that thing. I mean, it's literally, it's just well, the iPhone six plus that I have. I mean, again, I don't bother with killing apps like I used to unless something's acting wonky. Uh, and by the way, iMessage seems to do that periodically. Like the display where you're looking through your list of messages, it like shifts about uh, half a character or two characters, and it overlaps and looks weird. So every once in a while I have to kill iMessage, but that's happening on both devices, so I know it's not a device. It's it's something in iMessage or the screen refresh. But I mean everything else because there's a couple apps I have that were real memory hogs. Um, one of the worst ones I had was uh, the Xfinity app that lets me control my DVR from any place I get a signal, whether it's Wi-Fi or cellular. I had to be careful when I was scrolling in that app. If you scroll too fast, the app would crash. Nope. Hmm. I can flip through all 800 channels, just sit there as fast <laughs> as I can move my finger. And hmm. uh, it doesn't crash at all now. It's just UFB. It's just uh, unbelievable how quick it is. I, I just was not prepared for that, that, the speed at which it operates. So, And I really think now it works good with my um, the Logitech uh, keyboard cover. It's not really made for this model, but it works fine with it. So, I you know, I really wanted a MacBook Air, and I'm not saying, you know, God forbid if one should fall in my lap or a good price, <laughs> I wouldn't take it. But for most of the travel I do at this point, I'm thinking the that type of use where I would want the MacBook Air, the iPad, or the iPad Air is going to take care of it. I mean, again, I'm not trying to do the same type of work that you were, Mark, with your iPad. Yeah. I mean, you were trying to make it a pretty much a computer replacement yes yeah you're, you, you're looking at the accessory to your existing computer exactly. whereas i i was going the other direction and going okay can this then replace a computer completely and i think um you know systems like microsoft surface can do that now um whether or not you like the the microsoft uh, windows 8.1 and so forth well that's another question but um I love the idea of you attach it to the keyboard, it's a laptop, you take it away, it's a tablet. Unfortunately, Microsoft still hasn't sort of mastered that separation. And I would like to see Apple do it. I really would like to see Apple come out with a MacBook Air that when it's connected to the keyboard base, it's a full-blown MacBook Air. When you take the screen off, it is not a MacBook Air, but it's an iPad. I would love that. I would absolutely adore it. I'd be prepared to pay extra for that functionality so that you had the two machines in one because there's been so many times where as you said kevin you know you want to sit down with the family and sometimes the macbook air is clunky and you don't want to be there sometimes the iphone is too small or or something like that and you just like this one device to where you could go and just do a couple of basic things but not have to have a whole computer there 
uh, because very much the, the MacBook Air or any MacBook or any laptop for that matter blocks it, it, it's like having a wall between you and the family members yep. whereas the ipad or any other tablet can go down flat and then you can just bring it up a little bit and you can or you can use it relatively flat as well so it, it's a lot more open to being able to interact and talk with those around you so i think the best of both worlds is where we need to go i don't think apple will ever do it because it will cannibalize two markets if yep. they do um but I like what I'm seeing come out of Microsoft. I like what I'm seeing come out of some of the, the Windows providers and, and uh, Toshiba, HP and stuff where you take it off and it's the tablet. I think that's just really cool. If I wasn't so invested in Apple tech, I'd probably seriously be looking at, at that stuff, if not already having it, um, because it, it's just it's cool technology. That's the future for me is having one device that does multiple things. Yeah. Now, some, some people may argue, yeah, but it doesn't do any one thing well. Okay, there is that point. Um, but at the same time, it depends what you need it for, too. Sometimes a convergence device can be great. I mean, if you look at one device that does it well, well, you can go and look at, uh, on the music side anyway, Neil Young's Pono device, Aston Kern's, uh, you know, $1,200 players, Sony's new Walkman that's a $1,200 player, that'll play beautiful audio for you. Uh, it won't do anything else. It'll just play music. Yeah. Great. Uh, it's got a better DAC, a better digital to analog converter, so it's going to be higher quality than what you're going to get out of your iPhone or your standard smartphone. But do you really want to carry that separate device around with you? Not really. I mean, that's we're, we're coming to, you know what, the iPhone is good enough because it's, it's a convergence device. Everything happens in that one device. And that's what I really think the laptop side of things needs to, to do is become that one device. And I think for developers it would be extraordinary because I think the only reason why the Mac is still such a, a, a dominant market within Apple is because developers need the Mac to code apps. You can't build apps on iOS. Right. There's no possible way. But if they could have it so that, you know what, I'm building this app, building it, building it, take the screen off, let's test it in iPad mode. That would be revolutionary. Yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, at my age, I don't think I could see the screen well enough to write code <laughs> <laughs> or have enough code on the screen at one time. So, Yeah, uh, and I, I don't think it'll ever happen. I, I, I just, I think there'll always be a place for the, the Mac, um, from the coding standpoint, there just there has to be, I think. Well, and I know you don't do rumors, but what if, uh, what about the rumored uh, 12-inch iPad Pro that they keep people keep speculating about? Biggest pro thing for me would have to be uh, a multi-window capability. Yeah, um, that that is really the limitation for me with iOS at the moment. It's the one thing that stops me from being interested in going back to an iPad. I have thought of it a couple of times because there's a few games that have come out that I've gone, oh, I wouldn't mind playing that, but not on the iPhone. It's too small. Uh, or just some dedicated apps that are for iPad only look really nice, and I, I think sometimes, oh, maybe I should get back into that and do some more reviews like I used to a couple of years ago because I do miss doing that. But it, it really it just frustrates me not being able to have two screens open at once. And, and look, even in the YouTube app on iOS, you can have the little video play while you're scrolling through to find other videos. 
it's not like it can't be done. Apple just chooses not to do it. And Kevin, as you said, the new iPad is so fast. I've seen Gretel's iPhone uh, 6 Plus, and it's incredibly fast. This technology is fast enough to be able to do what is required to, to make that happen. Yeah. I, um, to, I, now, it, is it, a, is it a, a factor of, is the A8 still a single core processor or is it a, a dual core? You know, I don't know. I want, I'm, I'm to, say, I want if, to say it's a dual waiting. core, I think. So, yeah, I, I can't remember, but I'm just wondering if they're waiting for, for dual cores before they actually give that functionality. Um, but just, I, one thing yeah. I don't I don't remember. To, I mean, I love my original iPad, and again, it, it still has life here. Uh, the kids use it. I let the my kid the kids share it. Um, uh, except right now, it's been taken away from everybody because of a different problem. But we won't go into that. <laughs> but the uh, they share that, and uh, they can use it. But I don't remember thinking it was as fast when I took it out as this one is as fast to do anything but i you know it's hard to reference because the it was a new category at that time you know in all fairness yeah. so it's hard to say but i mean the the fact that you could do it and i was thinking of it more in terms of it was replacing the older ipod touches i had uh, you know and this was before i had an iphone it's when i was still in the blackberry world and um so it's you know that kind of sea change but the the speed at which this thing operates, it's just it's it, it boggles my mind that we had that much power in a, something that could easily get lost in a newspaper. iPad Air two has a tricore processor. It's an A eight X one point five gigahertz. So, I mean, from my side of the fence, it has more than enough power, and it should be able to do it. And um, yeah, I, I just think it's lacking. I think it's just one of those things that still keep me saying that it's a Fisher-Price toy on steroids. Yeah, I'm going to like my Fisher-Price toy, though. Oh, oh, no, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not trying to I deter know. you or I anyone know, else. I I, they are beautiful devices. I, I, I seriously do like them. I just I, I really want that multi-screen capability, well. especially with the research I do. When I write and I do research, it's just a headache to have to double tap the home button or you know and all that kind of stuff to then get to the multitasking they've got to do multitasking better i don't know how they could do it better but even even if they don't do the dual screen uh even if they allowed sort of a finger drag from the left hand side of the screen um and like a, a move back and forth so you had virtual screens like remember they did yeah. that with the mac where they had spaces remember yeah, spaces, spaces on yeah. the mac that could work. That could be cool, especially with the power and the speed you've got. If they would build in spaces, that would be a lot more ergonomic than double-tapping the home button. It even drives me crazy on the iPhone. Well, I mean, in iOS, I guess it came out in 7, if I'm not mistaken, but in 8 and on this, on both of the newer devices I have, it does run better. You know, where you double-tap and it comes up and you can flip through, boom, and as soon as I touch... You know, uh, let's say I was in Twitter and I I said something really pithy and and. But what cool. what if what if you know how you pull down from the top and you've got notifications? What if you could set that pull down menu to be Twitter, your, your Twitter client, and then you had a, a slide across 
that could be Twisted Wave, and then up that could be Safari, and and from the right hand side it could be the camera app, or whatever you choose. I mean, right. that no, kind of functionality. And and going back to what Mike was saying about the twelve inch Pro and the possibility there, it would have to do that kind of functionality for me to be interested in in going this monumentally large iPad. Um, well, I'd like to see if they could do that, to be quite honest. It'd well, be interesting. Do, you know, they said after the iPad, uh, or the iPad 12-inch, the Pro, or whatever they're call, whatever people are calling it, the, you remember a few years ago there was saying, you know, we, we go from the iPad, we now have the iPad Mini, we have the iPad, iMat, and then the iTable, and <laughs> the iRug, and everything. You know, the, I, the iPay. Yeah. I pay, I pay, I pay, I pay, I pay. Well, so, and, yeah. and you know, the thing is, even if uh, Apple gets the hardware right, they still have their services, their online services that are, that could be their Achilles heel. Um, and, I think it is. And, you know, um, it just was announced, and I haven't heard much about it, Microsoft made a lot of announcements uh, yesterday. Windows and, 10. yeah. And they've got the services. If they can get the hardware together, they already have. They uh, mostly have a lock on the business community. If they can get it right, then Apple is going to have a problem. And I haven't seen enough of their stuff. Uh, I, I'm going to wait for some podcasts to give me the condensed version of everything that Microsoft announced. But uh, if they can start to get their stuff together. You know, then Apple, because yeah, right now Apple is kind of, from the mobile standpoint, kind of owns business for the most yeah. part. Well, the the Microsoft Office suite on iOS and on the iPad, it's beautiful. It's unbelievable. It's so amazing to use. You know, I, I can't believe that they packed that much functionality. And what I love, Kevin, I, and any time I say to anyone I know that, oh, you can run Word on that, they go, really, on the iPhone? And it's like, yeah, and you can even do track changes. And when you mention that, it's like, holy crap, people go, geez, that is functional, that is powerful. And it really is. It's just Microsoft has have, have hit it out of the park. They might have been late to the party. They might have a few stumbling blocks with early builds of it but i love office i absolutely adore it on my mac i adore it on my ios device uh, my iphone it's great it's wonderful the only limitation it's got that i don't like that much is i've got to remember i've got to actually download the document i'm working on so it can work on a local copy and then i've got to save it again so it doesn't do an automatic sync but at the same time, that's okay because how many times have we worked on a document on an iOS device, press the run button, have the keyboard automatically put in a word that shouldn't be there, and we haven't picked it up. So sometimes it's good to have that and go back to the save button. I don't necessarily mind that because that was always one of my struggles with going iOS. Oh, it just saves on its own. Um, where? <laughs> So where, um, where did it go? Where did it go? Yeah, where did it, where did it save? And my sure it saved. I, I don't know. I've just got a thing with saves. It's save and save a copy and export. I, I like that functionality. So um, no, Microsoft. Uh, I'm a big fan at the moment. So as long as I don't drop the ball, and and the the big plus is for the twelve dollars ninety nine a month. I I not only get 
the entire office suite on iOS plus the Mac, I also get um, 100 minutes of landline calls from Skype uh, to any landline in, in Australia, which is awesome. Um, so I get 100 minutes of that, and I get one terabyte of storage in, in OneDrive. Now, to do that on iCloud, you're talking 25 Australian dollars per month to get one terabyte of storage. Yet I'm paying less than half, and I'm getting more. Um, yeah. Which way are you going to so, go then? I certainly am not going to go for the Apple way. Just, you know, I, I look at it, and I, I really would like a second major cloud service that has the same kind of size. That would be pretty cool. But I'm not going to spend that kind of money on, on a cloud service when I don't get anything extra for it. I, you know, it's not like I get something special out of that deal. And it's it's way too expensive in my book for what they're charging. Um, they just – Microsoft has the price right. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. It's, uh, it's beautiful. I like the fact that I can – I do a lot with spreadsheets more than I do anything else. That's where I kind of live with doing data analysis and stuff. And it's just so nice to be able to whip those spreadsheets up and, and look at them and and, and go through them and, and fool with them there. And you know, While I'm sitting there in my recliner with my feet up, I mean, how much better of a life can, you know, how much in the future are we living where we can do that? I mean, really. And I was just looking... Um we got an email the other day because I work for the school and I, I'm considered a staff, I believe, uh, to the – anyway, I, uh, we, we can download uh, off, Office Professional Plus um, for free, I think. I'm going to have to check that out. I don't know what I would use it for. I don't have a lot of need for Office um, stuff. But if I could just download it and have it here and, and use it once in a while even, even the once a year when we do inventory for uh, uh, supplies at school and stuff, it would be nice to you know do it on my iPad or something like that. That would be, If that will work on there, I'll have to see. But uh, that would be good to have, though. Yeah, no, it it is. Not, I, and I've seen that program before. I used to have unfortunately almost like a uh, specialty in doing the Microsoft corporate licensing sort of thing which believe me folks anybody out there that's ever done it knows how freaking complicated they make it um, and that's one thing they have not changed but they're still number one in the corporate world anyway <laughs> the uh, I know they had for the educational institutions uh, and they even now do it for local governments and even companies where the company can buy the software and then distribute it to the employees for their home personal computers to use. And then I forget how the restriction is about getting it back if the person leaves the company for some reason. It's, you know, there's there's some way they've got set up to do it. I don't remember the details anymore. So that's probably what you're seeing the benefit of there, Mike. Yeah, I think so. And it, uh, we can install it on the, up to five computers. Um you got to log into the Office 365, so I'll have to look and see uh, what it all entails. But it would be nice to have uh, have it on hand once in a while. Yeah, I, again, I, you know, as beautiful as Pages might be, and I do use Pages. That's what I type the show notes in. I like Pages. Um, nothing against Word. I use Word all the time, but and that's at work. But I'm sorry. You can tell me what you want. Numbers ha- does not hold a candle to Excel. I, I don't care what you say. Excel, no. No. 
numbers is is crappy. I use it for my personal accounts though because it's just a little bit simpler than what I need. Um, so I, I haven't bothered to move across for my personal accounts, but um, yeah, numbers is not great. And pages since they did that update, I don't know a year ago or so, and they dumbed it down. They made it for the consumer. Well. Pages I just don't use. The only time I use pages is once a week when Kevin sends me the show notes. And I go, damn bastard, why can't he just use Word and send it to me as a Word document? Ah! Oh, okay, I'll do that. Yay! <laughs> we solved one problem. I'll send, uh, it, I'll uh, send it in Office 95 format. Yeah, so. <laughs> awesome, awesome. That, you know what? That's fine. Because you know, you know what has to happen anyway? Because someone won't give someone the, the keys to the, the server or the Dropbox file to put things up online, I've got to then put it in a text edit document anyway, so it doesn't really matter. So, yeah. Yeah, I used to do we, it. In- we have to do a lot of work, Tim, to get this damn podcast up. Please yeah. give Kevin more access. I used to do it in text edit, actually, for a while there. I was doing it in text edit for you. I don't know why I changed. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But it, it would be so much easier if you could have access and just drop it in and... Just saying. We won't have to. We're, we're not going to go down that road, okay? We're not going to kick that cow. So, anyway, I think uh, that kind of brings us towards the end of the show, folks. I think we've been rambling for ooh, quite a while looking at the old timer that's running over here on Piezo. Um, so I think we'll call it a week for this week. We hope I hope you guys, or hope the listeners have enjoyed the show. I know the three of us have had quite a bit of fun. We had quite a bit of fun before the show started trying to get the Skype call initiated. <laughs> Mark initiated, a, tried to, awesome. Mark tried to butt into the conversation, and, and, then, and then it just, everything went downhill from then. So I had to hang up on poor Mike, and, you know, he being a patient, virtuous <laughs> man that he is was willing to let me do that and then then i added the wild aussie back into the to the mix there who, who is this mike you speak uh, uh of the sure as hell ain't me but. <laughs> i was it's it's late and i'm tired so i was trying to be nice to you okay well that's cool i'll go with I, that. you know i can we can work at it either way you want. sure yeah we, we'll, we'll get it figured out here yeah you guys are number one <laughs> number one so yeah. uh, now you're number two Ah, number two for no, you. No, it's number 11. It goes all the way to 11. That's right. I don't want to do a number 11. That could hurt. Anyway. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, why don't we start in reverse order there. And Mr. McTeak, Mr. McTeak, God darn it, I can't. I got the MacBytes teeth now. Mr. <laughs> McPeak, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find out all the details of your exploits? Well, um... Yeah, and first of all, big, um, uh, whatever you called me wasn't the worst I've ever heard. But anyway, uh, my name's been butchered a lot. But anyway, uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, that's DSC Chipman. Uh, and my About.me page, which I think last time I checked does have my Flickr feed and some of my photo stuff on there. So if you want to go check out if I, you know, when, when I start posting photos here, be positive. Uh, I will do this. Um, you know, yeah, we that, should have a, a, a geeky show ever feed or something. And then it will force us all to take a picture a week or something. Well, there you go. Um, but if you want to find the... Uh, that, uh, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to find the stuff I do, though, that's at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M-C-P-E-E-K. Ah, awesome. And go check him out. And also check out Mike on his other show, Sci-Fi Tech Talk, which I was listening to you guys on the way home from work today. So, Which one, out of curiosity? Um... 
Oh, crap. What's the name of that movie from last year that you all just did? The one uh, with Tom Cruise in it? Oh, um, I blank on that stuff, too. Um, oh, I'm, I'm not Oblivion. the cover of it. The, the one where the, the aliens are attacking and... You Oblivion. Can, Is that more of the worlds? No, no it's, the, it's, the, it's the one that you said was a combination of uh, uh, Groundhog Day and... Uh, oh, um, Edge of Tomorrow. Oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Live, die, repeat. Yeah, that's it. I, I was totally blanking on that listening to you guys, but uh, that was what I, I actually got. It was just about halfway to work this morning when the show started, and then I listened to it on my ride home. So, it was very nice to to hear you and uh, the very lovely Julie and uh, the wonderful Jeff Sire. So, folks, if you haven't listened to Sci Fi Tech Talk, go over and have a listen. And with that, I will pass it over to Mister. Wild Australian himself, Mark Greentree. Well, I'm simple. MarkGreentree.com Yes. And uh, when are we going to be expecting a new episode of NAMP? Uh, next week. So I'm recording Sunday, um, US time. So it'll be out either Sunday evening US or Monday morning US time. Awesome. And uh, I'll have to see if I can get a chance to squeeze back in and be on the panel sometime again. Well, if you guys are free on Sunday, I'll, I'll tee up a time with you after the show, and uh, we can just continue the chaos over there. Uh, this Sunday might be a possibility. I have to look to see what's on the docket for Monday morning. Well, I've checked the time, so... Yeah. Yeah. So, very good. And if you want to find out anything else about me, you can always check me out on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash big underscore in underscore va. Or you can go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder, and that's with two L's, like Mike has two E's. Uh, if you want to find out more I about... i got four A's. Yeah, you're too easy. Anyway, the... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist the bad pun. Uh, anyway, uh, if you want to find out more about the show, go over to geekiestshowever.com. Uh, we would appreciate feedback in iTunes. It's always helpful for the show. And last but not least, may I remind you, if you do nothing else between now and next week, don't forget... To hug a geek. Let's talk Apple. We play all your favorite hits with no commercials. 24 7 music, even the boss can enjoy. Okay, host Bart Bouchotts doesn't play the hits or really any music. What he does do is give you the monthly wrap up of what's going on in the Apple ecosphere, along with great guests with different opinions. You can get the news anywhere, but Let's Talk Apple will tell you what it means. Find it in iTunes, stoplightnetwork.com, or at let's-talk.ie domains.